0: After weeks of trying to deflect criticisms over his handling of the incursion of China in the West Philippine Sea, President Rodrigo Duterte found an ally in the person of former Senator Juan Ponce Enrile. We'll talk about this and more here at the place where journalists and newsmakers meet to discuss pressing issues that matter to you. Welcome inside the press room. Hello and thank you for joining us inside the press room. Ako po si Romel Lopez, ang Regions Editor ng press PH, at kasama ko po rito sa loob ng press room ng ating editor na si Felipe Salvosa. Hello, pe.
1: Hi, good day, Romel.
0: At mapalad tayo na samahan tayo ng isang veteran journalist para pag-usapan itong napapanahong issue about sa West Philippine Sea at nakitang bagong kakampi ng Pangulong Duterte pagdating sa kanyang polisya sa pag ng patuloy na pagpasok uh, ng China sa ating exclusive economic zone. Please welcome, inside the press room, veteran journalist Marites Vito. Hello, ma'am Marites, and welcome to the press room.
2: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Ayan. Uh, mainit na mainit na issue to, no? Kasi bilha tayo nag oh. na of all... Uh, medyo medyo no?
1: stars stock ako kay, kay, ano, kay Marites Vito.
2: <laughs> Naku naman, Ipe. Ngayon lang tayo
1: nag ano? <laughs> lang po. Excited na kami magtanong sa inyo. Naku. Ma'am, nababasak namin lala, yung, yung uh, uh, na pag-aaralan sa Journalism School.
2: Hatsit oh, <laughs> pala ito.
0: Oh. So, siguro ma'am, uh, start, uh, simulan natin doon sa nasulat ng libro uh, dahil na-document niyo yung uh, legal struggle natin yung, ng, ng Pilipinas para sa pag-assert ng ating rights sa uh, Exclusive Economic Zone. At specifically doon sa libro, uh, na-mention nyo, na, na-interview na nyo si former Senator Juan Ponce Enrile who was at that time, uh, I think yung mga inputs niya as former Senate President yung kinuha nyo, right? Pero uh, in a recent interview sa Tele Teleradio, he denies na nagkausap kayo at in-interview nyo siya. ano reaction nyo rito?
2: Hindi, ang, ang sabi niya, pinakinggang ko ulit yung kanyang interview, sabi niya he cannot recall na I interviewed him or he gave me an interview. So, parang sinasabi niya, hindi ko matandaan na nakausap ko siya. Sana yung follow-up question, nakita niyo na ho ba yung libro niya, basa niyo? Kasi yun yung magiging basis. But anyway, uh, So, ang actually kasi nung narinig ko si sen- former Senator Enrile na with his conversation with Duterte, sabi ko sanay there's something wrong. Kasi na na interview ko siya and I remember he told me another thing parang opposite. So kaagad first kasi hindi naman ako nakikinig sa gabi I I I uh do it first thing in the morning. So i tinignan ko yung libro sabi ko, I must have I must have interviewed him kasi I remember ibang sinabi niya sa akin. Mm-hmm. So yun nga. Ang sinabi niya sa akin 2012 he kasi I really wanted to ask Senator Enrile ano ang inputs niya, ano ang nangyari dun sa crucial cabinet meeting nung June 2012 after China took over Scarborough Shoal. Yun talaga mm-hmm. yung gusto kong malaman at least from two sources present in the cabinet meeting. Mm-hmm. So, na-interview ko siya tsaka si Mar Rojas. So, mm-hmm. medyo similar yung kanila accounts pero mas, mas uh, very specific yung ki Andrile na, ang tanong ni Pinoy shall we go multilateral or just remain i uh, will just keep this conflict nam- on a bilateral level mm-hmm. so ang sagot ni enrile which he told me was we should the philippines should assert its sovereign rights without foregoing bilateral talks so it was a strong position compared to what he told president Duterte na okay. wag nating antagonize ang china so ngayon, kung hindi niya matandaan nga na na-interview ko siya, <laughs> eh, meron namang reminder. Sana, Senator, bumili na lang kayo ng libro. Nandun yung date, <laughs> yung year.
0: Yeah.
2: And I remember going to your Dasmarinas Village residence. You were very accommodating. i Yes, ma'am. It.
1: Kindly describe uh, yung, ano, yung interview ninyo, yung appointment niyo with the Senator. Alam
2: mo, he's um. always been accommodating. to I think sa I've done a number of interviews with him. So, pinapunta niya ako sa bahay niya. Retired na siya noon eh. Wala na siya sa politics. Dasmarina's mm-hmm. Village. Very friendly. Pinakita niya sa akin yung mga new books niya on geopolitics. he is well-read. Mm-hmm. And nagulat ako na very lucid po siya. This was in November 2016. Mm-hmm. Nung nag-uumpisa pa lang ako mag-research ng book. At saka ang... So, makwento, and then pinakain po niya ako ng if I remember right, Turon. Kasi sabi ko, sir, this is such a wonderful merienda. <laughs> so very, kaya nung narinig ko siya nagsasalita with Duterte, kasi sabi ko, sandali, iba yata yung naisulat ko. <laughs> iba yung sinabi niya.
1: In fact, di ba sabi niya doon sa libro ninyo, ang sinabi ni Senator Enrique he even suggested consulting our allies. Yes. Right?
2: Yes. Kasi nga, yun yung, basta huwag natin i-give up daw yung bilateral consultations, pero let's international, okay siya to internationalize the issue. So, well, um, yun lang, nagulat ako na hindi niya matandaan na nakausap ko siya. So, Senator, this, is a, 180
1: degree, <laughs> ano this akong, is a 180 degree turn, ano, from his position in 2012.
2: Oo. At saka also in, in Rock Solid, dun sa libro, nung Nung ni research ko naman ng time ni Marcos, uh, inexplain ni Duterte ni Enrile baket legal ang ang takeover ng Philippines ng ibang features ng Spratly. So very clear naman yung legal explanation niya, which I quoted in the book. So hmm. siguro yon naman hindi niya madedenay na sinabi niya yon, kasi that's he gave it uh, I think in a Senate hearing or in a speech.
0: So, did, did you find it surprising talaga ma'am na all of a sudden ganito siya? Na dini niya at hindi ganito yung stand niya?
2: Well, yun nga, nagulat ako. Sabi ko, sandali, parang iba yata ito. Pero yun nga, if you look at the big picture naman
0: mm-hmm. of
2: Senator Juan Ponce and Rile, hindi naman isolated case ito. Kasi, of course, West Philippine Sea is a hot issue. But mm-hmm. if you look at the other, uh, look at his history in politics hindi nga ito isolated remember uh, na kwento ko na to sa ibang mga journalist 1986 mga bata pa kayo nagco-cover ako ng EDSA 1 EDSA 1 nuno ko sa defense department nuno uh-huh. ako nag hangout hindi ako umaalis tapos si Dute- si Enrile nagpress con yung very tearful remorseful nag-reveal na siya na um tawag dito, yung he was ano uh, ambushed he was the ambush pala uh-huh. nung martial law didn't really happen it was only used as a pretext to declare uh-huh. martial law do you remember that time or you, you were still in high school <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs> small kids
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god ang bata nyo naman so yun yung that was for me uh, revealing. And then, nung nabasa ko yung autobiography niya, sabi ko, sandali, iba, na, iba ito. Na naman. <laughs> iba. And I even had to ask the, some colleagues who were there who covered, mm-hmm. and they came out with their own accounts. So, sabi namin, oh, this is not a factual thing to put in an autobiography. Mm-hmm. Autobiography ba yun? A biography? I think it was a biography, no?
1: It's an autobiography. Yeah, autobiography. Published by ABS-CBN Publishing, I think. Yes. I, I have yes. a copy so, of that. Yeah.
2: That, for me, was a very first, uh a very concrete experience with Enrile na bumaliktad siya.
1: He's a tendency to flip-flop, no?
2: Yon, very Pero yon, that's so important kasi sinabi nah. niya yun sa buong mundo, sa buong Pilipinas mm. no 1986 and then you take mm-hmm. it back and auto in an autobiography.
1: You you're covering for Business Day at that time, Yes, Jacker? Business Day
2: oh. and I I just say I was a rookie, a very young reporter. <laughs> so if you put my you compute my age, hindi naman ganoon katanda.
1: <laughs> kasi ako business world naman ako nag-start oh no. Na the successor okay. the successor of Business Day. I see. Uh,
0: so transcription ma'am,
1: ma'am, um okay, um uh, kasi tong tung uh, sudden appearance ni Senator Enrile sa West Philippine Sea issue. Laging kasama yung animosity between him and Senator Trillanes. Mm-hmm. Right? So how do we explain this to the public? Laging meron laging singit si Senator Trillanes eh. And his role uh, during the back channeling efforts that he says he was told by President Aquino to do.
2: Alam mo hindi ko rin ma- masyadong maintindihan yung lalim ng galit ni Enrile K. Trillanes kasi away nila ito sa Senate remember, -hmm. away nila ito at nag-walk out Sino nag-walk out? Si Senator Trillanes nun Anyway, matindi yung away nila pero tuloy for me nawawala yung main story which is yung -hmm. nangyari talaga sa Scarborough Shoal -hmm. So ang tingin ko side issue ito it's political, it's domestic, it's it's a... Uh, kung baga, kasi kung you look at the big picture, merong noise, merong the real thing. So nung nire-research ko itong book, I looked at the notes of Senator Chulianes sa back channel. He documented naman most of it or all of it. So binanggit ko lang sa book, pero hindi ko makita yung impact nito Sa Scarborough Shoal. Kasi nga, it's so hard, eh? Back channel talks. Mm-hmm. Hindi ko naman malaman kung talaga bang umatras yung mga ships ng China? Kasi hindi sila umatras, At eh. 20 plus sila. I didn't know, there was no documentation on whether they were 50 at first or they were 20 later. Unlike dito, nagi ngayon nababan tayan na sa Julian Felipe Reef from 200, nagiging mm-hmm. 100, nagiging 20. At the time, all the Navy was saying was 20. At least twenty ships. So there was no, parang day to day or week to week monitoring at the mm-hmm. time. So it's hin- mahirap sabihin eh. But in fairness, to Senator Trillanes, he was really designated by President oh. Aquino through Ochoa as executive secretary Ochoa as a back channel because, kasi nga fre- very see as we know, Pinoy is very a personalistic president also. He likes to work with people he's comfortable with. And mm-hmm. Sonny Chilhanes happens to be a guy whom he enjoys, I think, the chemistry with.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Senator Enrile seems to be really invested in that issue. In fact, he obtained a copy of the notes of the ambassador, Sonia Brady.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So... He invested in talaga siya dun sa issue. In fact, he, diba, the, I think the reason why Trillanes walked out was he was going to read from the notes of Ambassador Brady, right? Yes, correct.
2: Yung nga ang ko, bakit ba bakit ba, galit magalit si, Trilla, si Senator Trillanes? And I'm sorry, Senator Enrile dito sa, why is he, why was he so keen on that issue? Which did mm-hmm. not happen to him personally. It happened a diplomat in the defense I mean, in the foreign affairs department. Mm. So hindi mm. ko alam yung story doon.
1: Okay. Yung, ma'am, yung, okay. Um the critics of um, the previous administration keep on harping on um the supposed uh blunder committed by Secretary of Foreign Affairs Albert de Rosario, no, as regards the supposed deal between the Philippines, uh, and China brokered by the US. So, can you clarify, ma'am, kung ano ba yung nangyari dito? And, you know, how should we uh, approach this issue?
2: Oh, yan kasi ang ginagawa naman kasi ni President Duterte and this administration is to blame the, hmm. the former administration. Shouldn't they blame China for grabbing Scarborough hmm. But anyway, dun sa research na ginawa ko for the book, Ang nag-initiate ng negotiations with China was Kurt Campbell, who was then Assistant Secretary at the State Department, and siya yung top diplomat nila for East Asia. Mm -hmm. So si Kurt Campbell was watching the developments in Scarborough Shoal, and he took the initiative to arrange a meeting with Fu Ying. Fu Ying was a former ambassador of China to the Philippines, and she rose up the, the ladder... In the diplomatic circles in China. I don't know if she was in the party or in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Anyway, Kurt Campbell and Fu Ying met in a hotel outside Washington DC in Virginia, and this was reported by the Financial Times. Silalang ang nakita nag document nito. And then Kurt Campbell announced, or the state some their sources in the State Department told them that there was an agreement reached between Campbell, and Fuying that the Philippine and Chinese vessels would leave. There was also another reason. Bagyo na nun. This was in June.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Malaka- malakas na malakas na yung bagyo. Lumalakas na yung bagyo. At uh, kailangan ng sumilong yung mga ves- vessels on both sides. So, every, any any progress in negotiation, kinatawagan ni Kurt Campbell Ambassador Jose Cuisha, who at the time was our ambassador in Washington, D.C. Campbell would also call Secretary Albert Del Rosario, and Cuisha would also call Del Rosario, even though it was like a three-way thing, mm-hmm. but the, re- the only one physically negotiating or physically present was Kurt Campbell with Fu Ying. So there was no Philippine representative there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ang nangyari, nung in-announce na na both, nag-agree na both parties should leave, so umalis na yung Pilipinas, I was able to interview the, the Coast Guard Commandant at that time. Sinabi niya na talagang they had to leave because of the typhoon. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, they were told not to return anymore. <laughs> so, ang nangyari, dininay ni Fu Ying Sabi niya, there was no such agreement. In fact, nung nagwithdraw withdraw ang Philippine vessels, it, um, nag, nandun pa rin yung Chinese vessels. Ang umalis lang were the fishing boats ang naiwan yung paramilitary vessels ng China. So in a way, totoo na may umalis. Pero only the fishing boats. Okay, so nandun pa rin sila. So Del Rosario, Huisha, would call Campbell. And sabi ni Campbell, nila, I don't know who naman in China ang tinawagan nila or pressured. And sabi daw, give us, parang give them a few days. And the few days turned into eternity. Hindi <laughs> sila umalis. So for me, kung, uh, there was good faith. There's a negotiations involved uh, in US and China and then informed naman yung Philippines. But maybe in the future, knowing how China is uh, so difficult to negotiate with and deal with, maganda siguro meron na in-person na representative ang Philippines, Mm -hmm. or maybe I don't know something in writing.
1: You never know. eh. Don't just take the word of um, whoever is China's representative, right? (laughs)
2: But that's true, huh? That's true because tutuoyan na I only realized na napakahirap palang magipang-usap sa Chinese officials when it comes to South China Sea. As mm-hmm. I was um, saying to Ian in the interview with, mm-hmm. in on ANC, sa lahat ng nakita kong declassified cables ng DFA, uh, memos, letters from our embassy in Beijing to DFA yeah. Manila, there's a constant refrain. Sabi nila, it's a dead, parang they don't seem to see a resolution because China always takes the position that whatever is within the nine-dash line is theirs. So, walang walang middle ground, walang atrasan. So, napakahirap. Alam mo, paulit-ulit. Mm-hmm. Kaya paulit-ulit din ang protest ng BFA. Ah. Remember nung time ni President Aquino? There was a time na Almost every day. Parang ngayon, yung nangyayari sa Julian Felipe Reef. Kaya nga may hmm. parallelism. Eh. Nagpopotest ang DFA every day. Ganon din tayo ng Scarborough Shoal. So, very interesting yung parallelisms. Kaya it's not surprising if eventually they, they, they'll take over
0: uh,
2: Julian Felipe Reef. So, I don't know kung ano ang situation ngayon, but they, they are still Chinese vessels according to the latest report.
0: Kaya in a way, no na yung yung pagkosu ng bilateral talks talagang based in history na rin at pattern ng mga Chinese, walang patutunguan. Kaya, si, kaya I think yun yung wisdom behind dun sa pag-file ng case sa uh, arbitral court ni President
2: Maynayakil. Alam mo pala, 1995, again, ako, kindergarten pa kayo noon. <laughs> Miss
1: Chief Reef. Miss Chief Reef. Miss Chief Reef. Oh.
2: Grabe, nagulat na, lang, <laughs> nagulat na lang si President Ramos na wala na yung hmm. Miss Chief Reef. Pero alam mo, in in fairness to President Ramos and the BFA at that time, uh, I think Secretary Romulo, they went to ASEAN. Pinisent nila yung case ng Philippines sa ASEAN. And ASEAN foreign ministers prepared a statement supporting the Philippines uh, and then voicing concern against China. So nakikita natin, ang hirap pag bilateral lang. Na talagang kung yun lang ang gusto ng... Di ba yun ang sinasabi niya President Duterte ngayon? Na gusto niya bilateral lang. May secret, may usapan President Xi Jinping. Hindi that's what the Chinese, the Chinese government likes is to keep it within the two countries.
1: Mm. Ma'am, aren't you amused, no, that um, the supporters of the president and his and his policy um, would tend to weaken the Philippine position just to prop his position, no? Keep it up, now. And the uh, is this the, the first time it's happening in Philippine history? Uh, having you know you having covered diplomacy and uh, military, and this particular issue extensively.
2: Because, uh, during President Arroyo's time, that was considered the golden age of the Philippine relations with China. But President Arroyo was not an out-and-out, out, although she she. Uh, opened the doors of the philippines to china she was not out and out like duterte you know uh, napaka subservient to china mm-hmm. she maintained relations with the us with the western powers mm-hmm. so nagte the siyang mag-balance but you could see na pinapasok niya ang chinese investments mm-hmm. she agreed that china would uh, explore and survey uh, in that area in outside Palawan. That uh, yeah,
1: this was uh, invalidated by a Supreme Court yes. decision, I so think, si right? Yes, President
2: oh. Arroyo, pumayag siya na mag joint survey ang Philippines and China. Dun sa, for oil and gas. You know what happened? Of course, is that Vietnam protested. Mm-hmm. So to contain Vietnam, to appease Vietnam, mm-hmm. sinama ng Philippines ngayon ang Vietnam. So, naging tripartite survey na. <laughs> Kasi, grabe, if you just keep it bilateral, talagang you'll create enemies. So, anyway, yung arrangement na yun, Supreme Court, hindi pa dini-decide ng Supreme Court. It's been more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. Kung constitutional ba yon yung pag-agree to a uh, joint survey with China over the exclusive economic zone yun, eh, ng Philippines.
0: Pero ma'am sa may pattern din na, yun nga, nabanggit natin kanina yung uh, bilateral talks with China. eh, Obvious na hindi talaga babali ang China sa kanilang position. Uh, May nakita ka rin bang positive movement with ASEAN din? Hindi nala yan. Aside dun sa nakwento nyo kanina yung sa 1995 statement. Yung mga succeeding ASEAN conferences ba, nakita nyo na buo yung suporta ng mga ASEAN members na maayos natin itong dispute na to, Or may mga nations na unti-unting sumasali na rin or kumakampi na rin sa China?
2: Alam mo, mahirap yung ASEAN, lalo na ngayon, uh, kasi hindi, hindi united. So ang ally ng Philippines dito, ang strongest ally is Vietnam. And then, although nag-benefit ang mga claimant countries, ito sa arbitral victory ng Philippines. So, it's mahirap umasa na maging unified ang ASEAN ito sa South China si issue. Pero, pwedeng a group of countries within ASEAN, pwedeng mag-suggestyo uh, na ito ng ibang diplomats, ng ibang marine scientists, pwedeng mag-manage ng isang environmental, like a marine fish, a marine zone within South China sea to be managed by like Malaysia, a claimant country, Vietnam, and right. the Philippines. Pwedeng yung There are small steps pero hindi kasi open ang Philippines sa ganito arrangement at this time. Walang major diplomatic moves. At may iba pang mga suggestions like, for example, the Philippines and Vietnam can define already its maritime boundaries. Ito they, These things take time, mga negotiations. Pero walang ganyang uh, efforts at this time.
0: Uh, anong nakikita nyo sinario ma pag naiakyat to sa UN? Kasi parang yun na lang yung next step, eh, no? after we got the arbitral uh, victory. So kung idadalhin siya sa General Assembly ng UN ng Pilipinas, which obviously ayaw gawin ni President Udete, or although for the record, diba, na-mention niya during sa speech niya, pero iba yung kung nag-file tayo ng formal resolution sa body. Diba? So ano sa tingin nyo magiging senaryo if and when uh, idala to sa UN?
2: Ang, ang model kasi diyan, yung case ng Nicaragua versus the U.S., right. when Nicaragua won sa in International mm-hmm. Court of Justice. Pero ayon ng U.S. magbayad ng reparations sa Nicaragua. So mm-hmm. ang ginawa ng Nicaragua, siguro tatlong, I think they went to the U.N. General Assembly, I think three times to file a resolution. Ito naman, hindi naman ito binding eh, but may parang is the sense of the general assembly so hmm. i think tatlong beses silang pumunta doon they got the support of the un general assembly so hmm. ang us naman um, it cares it cared for its international reputation so alam mo na sila sa nicaragua but they did, not, they did not call it reparations they called it aid
0: hmm. so, <laughs> ni tila, yung sa
2: diplomacy kasi there are ways Right. To go around this, so I, I think China cares for its global reputation. Because I mm-hmm. remember, again, part of the research dun sa libro. Nung, during the arbitral uh, rule arbit, ar, during the permanent during the arbitration tribunals, mga hearings, mm-hmm. they would send out opinion essays sa various publications in the world explaining their position. Mm-hmm. Tapos nung nanalo yung Philippines, naglagay pa sila ng video sa Times Square in New York. Malaking-malaking wow. malaking video explaining their position and debunking the, the victory of the Philippines. So I think they do care for their international reputation. Kaya importante yung sinasabi na kunin ng Philippines ang support ng allies mm-hmm. para there's additional pressure on China, of course, this all takes time, a lot of diplomatic uh, work.
0: Uh, Mam, mayo magbaktrak tayo, no? Uh, ibalik natin dito sa may ano, sa may panahon ni uh, Pangulong Duterte sa unang saunanya, uh, kasi na mention yun sa unang saunanya na uh, we cannot move forward. Huh? We allow the past to pull us back. So, siyabipan yun. Finger pointing is not the way that is why i will not waste my precious time dwelling on the sins of the past uh, i think parang naging ganito yung nangyayari ngayon no na yung itong sinasabi nila na parang depensa nila sa nangyayari sa south china sea ang sinasabi nila at ni ano ni uh, senator rinel eh, wag niyong sisihin si pangulong duterte kasalanan niya yung present administration well in fact uh, i think nakita naman natin dun sa mga sinasabi nila former justice scarpio na Nasa inyo na nas kayo yung nasa may posisyon, kayo dapat yung may ginagawa. So, uh, nakikita nyo ba na effective itong uh, strategy nila na kumuha sila ng sa tingin ni Pangulong Duterte ay legal luminary para dependsahan siya?
2: Uh, siguro nga, nung, uh, sabi ng isang friend ko, Marites, hindi tayo ang audience niyan. <laughs> 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 ang audience niyan, yung conversation ni Duterte at ni Enrile, he, it's not... You know, the academe, the middle class. Pero sabi eh, nag iingles sila eh. So, kasama na rin tayo doon. But anyway, yung sinasabi na, I, I remember na yung victory ng Philippines nangyari kasi, di ba, after Aquino left office. Mm-hmm. And I remember, ina-expect ng DFA under President Aquino, na mananalo, only on the nine-dash line. But anyway, malaking victory. So before umalis yung last foreign affairs secretary, naka-communicate na sila sa Europe, US, Asian hmm. allies, na nag na ng statement. Kung manalo ang Pilipinas, ipapadala nila tong statement and then, with the support of, kunyari, Japan, Australia, US, EU, of course, it never happened. Hmm. So, yun sana yung next move na to get the support of the international allies. So, hindi naman ginawa ni Duterte yan. So,
1: to build pressure, nga. no? To build pressure against Correct. China. Oh. Yes,
2: kasi nga, alam mo, it, it, I'm trying also hard to understand, bakit ba masyadong malapit si Duterte sa China? Pwede ka namang maging friendly to China, without antagonizing other powers.
1: Right, right. It's super... Yan, ma'am, yan yung pinakamalaking tanong talaga eh. Oh, <laughs> <bahay? laughs> o, Very interesting yung ba? question na so, sinasabi
2: ko t- oh, yeah. <laughs> So, I had to go back. Binasa ko yung biography ni Duterte, written by Earl Pareño, yung Beyond Will and Power. Interesting kasi yung kanyang supporters sa Davao were mainly those who gave him financial support for the campaign were mainly Filipino-Chinese businessmen. Hmm. So, very comfortable talaga siya sa company nitong mga Filipino-Chinese businessmen. And if you remember, I think was this in 2016 nung sinabing Duterte. Joke ito, joke niya, pero may mo na it comes from his experience. Sabi niya, ayoko nga makipag-meeting jan sa mga Amerikano eh. Tubig lang ang sinaserve yo. Pero pagka-meeting mo mga in-check, mga Chinese, Buffet. Ano ba yung buffet sa... Yung Lariat? Sa, Lariat. <laughs> Lariat. Alam mo, nag ako kasi bagong presidente lang siya. ah, so it must be a very personal thing for him. Foreign I policy see. is not hmm. geopolitical. It's not hmm. uh, what the big picture is. So foreign policy arises out of his personal friendships pala. Hmm. Kasi bakit hmm. hindi niya binifriend ang India? India and China are, are powers in the region. Hindi niya, hindi siya, doesn't talk about India, he doesn't talk about Indian food.
0: <laughs> Wala, it's hindi, China, China, ano, China. No, Asian countries, eh, na-trading partners din naman natin, uh, parang hindi siya ganun ka-wan kung peso China.
2: Talagang, ano, very, kaya shocking nung 2016 talaga, nagulat na lang tayo nung he declared uh, his love for China and Xi Jinping Buong mund, buong mundo. I mean, that was a very revealing. So, siguro, it's really personal. So, hindi na natin maalisyon. And of course, may, I remember nung nanalo si Duterte, and he visited China for the first time. May photo ng group of, I think, mainland businessmen, Chinese businessmen. May hawak namalakin uh, streamer, friends of the Philippines or something. That's very striking cause so they supported him. In what way? We can only speculate. Mm-hmm. So my fr- there's really personal friendships involved.
1: We can say, ma'am, that si Pangolong Duterte is uh, an outlier when it comes to his foreign policy, no? At saka, kumbaga, ano eh, hindi, wala siya dun sa, ano, wala siya dun sa trend of um, Philippine presidents who have basically carried out pro-American uh, uh, foreign policies.
2: At saka, di ba inkipin mo din yung benefits na makukuha mo? Mm. Ibaway mo din? At saka, you have to balance <clears throat> between the powers. Uh-huh. Sabi ni, wasn't it Loxin who said, friends to all, enemies to none? Mm-hmm. So no. dapat ganon yun eh. ganon yun yung diplomacy, unless of course uh, there are things that... <clears throat> are beyond our control. Pero, balancing act talaga. Pero hindi, talagang basyadong malapit si Duterte sa China. And, and eventually, makikita natin na, kasi as of yung pledges ng investments, mm-hmm. a certain percentage lang. And then, dun sa construction projects, dalawang bridges. Mm-hmm. So, mga itemized yan, uh, I've, I've just been looking, wala pang uh, like final work on this pero marami nang sumusulat mga scholars na hindi naman natupad yung pledges na ang dami-dami ng China. And remember, ang number one official donor, source of official um, donations natin is still Japan. Di naman um, hmm. na eclipse yan. Sa
1: so vaccines, uh, out of uh, supposedly more than 20 million that we will buy from China, 1 million yung donated Correct. So, kumbaga, yes. China will still earn from us even if they donated one million doses, right?
2: Exactly. So, hmm. yun na yung, alam mo, ma- mahusay din kasing narratives ng ating government, di ba? Marunong sila. I mean, they're very good snobby nila. Oh, ma- utang na loob binigyan tayo ng ma- one million doses hmm. ng vaccine. So, utang na loob natin yan.
1: So, I-, I also find it amusing na itong namang US embassy very proactive in announcing every uh, donation or <laughs> grant or program <laughs> you know, that no, they're okay. giving to the Philippines no <laughs> to the point na you know yung social media nila very active no for example when the Pfizer doses arrive, talagang malaking announcement coordinated announcement mm-hmm. no parang so if, for the first time nagahabul sila
2: yes no? alam mo totoo naman yan eh, kasi ang galing ng ang China hindi na sila nagwo-worry ng kanilang publicity. The Philippines Philippine government yes. for them. So,
1: <laughs> for free.
2: Oo, so, in, so, dapat talaga humabol yung mga ibang bansa, like US. Mm-hmm. Alam mo, totoo yan 1 million lang ang binigay na donation, pero bibili tayo ng 25 million. Di ba mm-hmm. yung kunyari, pumunta ka sa isang hospital o clinic, magbibigay ka ng sample para bilin mo yung products ko. pa mm-hmm. mm-hmm. parang sample lang yun? on a yes. big scale um, and then let's not lose uh, sight of the fact that talagang the US naman is the biggest donor to Covax
0: right mm-hmm. yung
2: yes. malaking, and the announcement ni President Biden two days ago in addition to the 60 million AstraZeneca doses that i-donate sa buong mundo i mean hindi pa i mean we're just one of the countries magdadagdag pa ng 20 million doses nam. Moderna, J&J, at saka Pfizer. Also for the rest of the world. And then, sinabi pa ni Biden, we are not asking for anything in return. <laughs> <laughs> isip ko lang, natawa ako kasi, di ba sabi ni Duterte, oh, bigyan niyo kami ng vaccines, i renew natin yung visiting forces agreement. Right. Uh... So ngayon, uh, I wonder, hindi ko na narinig yun. Uh, hindi na niya nauulit kasi darating na yung mga vaccines uh without no asking for anything in return. So hmm. I don't know, let's see how this plays out.
0: Pero parang duma nangyayari tuloy ma'am, ano no, uh, nagkakaroon na rin ng propaganda war aside din sa vaccine diplomacy. So yun nga nab- nabanggit mo yung gobyerno na natin ang gumagawa ng publicity for for China samantalang may mga comment niya ako na nabasa eh yung nabanggit mo ipe na pagpost ng US embassy. Na parang pinagugunahan daw ng US embassy kasi baka makredit grab yung donation. <laughs> May pumunta doon sa, sa airport at mag-post picture at sabihin <laughs> dahil sa kanyang ano, sa kaniyang trabaho kaya na, nakapag-donate ang US government.
2: Remember, wala tayong naririnigan na iba from announcements from the Philippine government right. thanking hmm. The U.S. for its donation wala. to hola. Wala wala. wala, wala. So wala the U.S. Wala. government is doing it for itself? Yes. <laughs> uh, I think natanggap na
0: nila yung, ano, no, yung reality na under this administration na hindi sila makakaasa
1: ng... They're not, they're not matis- front and center in our, ano, in our affairs.
0: And take note, di Early into the Duterte administration, saan pinadalay yung members ng PTV at PCOO para training on on, uh, on
1: communication,
2: yeah. Ah, and That's do you true. remember, you remember 2016, nung no anniversary ng PDP laban? They were still right. the mm. ruling party at that time. Siyempre, ang guest nila, a speaker from China who spoke about the books of Xi Jinping, the thoughts right. of mm. Xi Jinping. Hmm. And on the presidential table with Coco Pimentel, ah. with mm. the other PDP officers, was, were these Chinese uh, uh, diplomats and guests? Mm. What that was a first in our history of Philippine political parties. nag mm. nag mm. nagibana nag-iba ng mundo.
0: Hindi <laughs> red tag yung mga komunis nyan.
2: I alam mo yun yeah, <laughs> mentioning red tag. Alam mo nag meren ako ng feeling na kaya hindi kaya mas ang intense and focus sa Philippine communists kasi yun na magiging, yun ang threat natin na wala na sa threat horizon yung Chinese aggression in West Philippine Sea. Kasi mm-hmm. I remember, uh, four years ago, 2015, I think, when National Security Advisor General Cesar Garcia, sa time of Pinoy, ha, said in a testimony sa Senate natin na China is the looming number one threat to the country mm. and the number two i think is the local communist insurgency so mm. he was saying let's let's now re- rebalance let's mm. look at a new uh, a new ge- geopolitical environment 2015 na yun eh nagbago na ngayon Com- local communist na lang ang threat wala na yung chinese aggression <laughs> i think that's the reason for all this uh, folk, intense focus on local communists is so that we don't cons- think of China as an aggressor, as part hmm. of the threat environment.
0: Yun yung pivot, ma'am, no?
2: Baka, so, bak- last China, question. Yun.
0: How crucial, uh, mabigat ba ang epekto nitong West Philippine Sea issue sa 2022 elections, both sa mga either tatakbong President or Vice President, even Senators? sa tingin niyo gano ba kadikit
2: kung kung nila itong uh, West Philippine issue sa issue ng pagkain kasi ang yaman-yaman ng West Philippine Sea mm-hmm. in terms of fishery resources and na nafi-fish ng China malaki ang in fact nakakita na nga ako ng news reports quoting scientist scientific studies from the UP Marine Science Institute about the wealth nitong West Philippine Sea at magkano ang napupunta sa fishing, magkano na po-poach ng China. So sa ganong, I think sa ganong gut issue, magiging mm-hmm. uh, election issue ito. Pero napansin ko ngayon, di ba napansin nyo din, I don't know, kung na, kahit na hindi binabanggit yung fishing issue na yan, parang nagiging, um uh, an issue of patriotism. Right. Parang lumalang, Nagig, there's a wave of patriotism on social media.
1: Mm-hmm. Nagugulat
2: nga ako na even a columnist of the Inquirer uh, wrote um, Joel. I forgot his name. Anyway, sinabi niya that the former partner of Harry Yes, that friends Tony social media, the to? Yes, Joel Butuyan. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that he more more
1: of uh, ano, yes. mm-hmm. he, he
2: that the former partner of friends of social media, friends social Supportive of the of the terrorist pro-China policy. I mm-hmm. hindi na ngayon. So something must be turning. There, there's this um, sense, naman, that the Filipinos uh, are are patriotic, even if hindi na mangit masyado yung issue ng food food security tied to the West Philippine Sea. Mm-hmm.
0: And with that, thank you very much, Ma'am Maritas Bito. It's really an honor for us na nasa, nasamahan niyo kami rito sa press room sa isang malalim na pag-uusap sa issue na to. Maraming thank you, for your insights.
2: Thank you, thank you din. At huwag niyong kalilimutan na nag-usap tayo, ha? May date, may time, <laughs> may documentation. <laughs>
1: One day when we write a book, we'll put it in the end notes. <laughs> yeah, end
2: notes na At hindi nakakalimot ang internet, Ma'am. <laughs> okay. Salamat din sa inyo. Thank salamat, you, um, Maraming thank salamat. You.
0: Okay, bye. We invite you again sa future episode.
2: Okay, thank you.
0: At maraming salamat po sa inyong lahat sa pagsama sa amin dito sa Press Room. Hopefully, sa mga future episodes, makasama po rin namin uli kayo. Maraming salamat, Ipe. Thank you, Romel. At maraming salamat ule uli. Hanggang sa muli po. Ako po si Romel Lopez para sa Press Room. Ingat po tayong lahat. God bless.